feet is in park, pour yourself a blue mojito, and kick your legs up, because it's time for Qui-Gon's Happy Hour. Hello, everybody. I am Jordan, and this week, it is the Kiwi takeover of the Star Wars universe. And we have a friend of mine, Tyson Bullock here. Hello, Tyson. How are you? I don't know. <laughs> I am... Uh, actually... Yeah, I've stopped waking. I'm doing good. I am doing really good. <laughs> You're doing wonderful, mate. You're doing wonderful. So, I want to talk to you this week about some of the news that's come out. Mm. We have a couple of um, things going on. We have Tamora Morrison has been confirmed to be in Season 2 of The Mandalorian. Now, I think a lot of people think that this is going to be Boba Fett. But I like to think that it's possibly a clone of some form. Possibly. Yeah, it could be Rex. Um, it could be. There's been talk of Rex possibly appear, Tamura possibly appearing in the Cassian Andor series, which would probably mm. make a lot more sense with an old man Rex, uh, timeline wise. Um, I think a lot of the fanboys want it to be Boba Fett, um, but it really depends on how you feel about Boba Fett. I honestly mm. don't care either way. I actually would prefer so- to see a clone, but I think. Let's stop beating a dead horse with Boba Fett. He went out like a punk. Um, and because I uh, I should probably say we're, we're going to do our best not to swear on here because this is a family show. Um, but, yeah, he went out like a punk. <laughs> and let's just leave it at that. Um, See, so what what do you think? What do you reckon What do you reckon is going to happen with Tamura in that situation? Look, see, I, I think... Uh... I, I had two different thoughts when I first heard it, talking with it, uh, talking about it with a bunch of mates. At first, um, obviously, everyone's like, oh, it's Boba Fett. He's coming back. Um, and then there were rumours that at the end of episode five, I think it was, of The Mandalorian, that they sort of teased him coming back. Um, they didn't show the character, but a character net, knelt down. Um, and you just sort of saw waist down and you even leading into that, you could hear, uh, Boba Fett's like little tech side of things like the little beeps and everything going off. So every, everyone thinks it's Boba Fett. Uh, and then obviously there's, uh, the second thought, exactly what, um, uh, you brought up there. I, I could see. Uh, in Mando season two and even in the ongoing um, Star Wars universe that we get more, like we see the clones. So not just Django, not just Boba Fett, but we do see uh, like Rex and all that sort of popping up and whether it be the movies or the TV shows. Um, So yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, I guess that's my thought. I'm, I'm happy either way. I would like to see, I would like to see uh, a Boba Fett comeback. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy either way. I'm not, I'm not too fussed. Yeah. I believe at this point in the timeline, Boba Fett doesn't even have, uh, at least post return of the Jedi. I don't know where it comes from, whether it's EU or it's current Canon stories, but I believe at this point he doesn't have his armor. I think someone else has run it around Tatooine with it on. So that might be an interesting story. We know the Mando's already gone to Tatooine and he probably doesn't want to go back, but you have to find... I mean, they found a way to send him to Tatooine in the first place. <laughs> so true. you'd, you'd have true. to find a, a good story trope and a good reason to send him to Tatooine, specifically mm. Mos Eisley um, or somewhere near Jabba's palace, where... Mm. Potentially, like you said, episode five. Um, spoilers if you haven't watched. If you haven't watched The Mandalorian, go and watch it first, and then come back and have a listen to this episode. Yeah, uh, I probably we should will, have. Uh, we will get into said that before I start talking about it. No, uh, <laughs> that's all right. We will get into The Mandalorian. Uh, well, now you know that Boba Fett's potentially in the first season of Mandalorian, but um, we were, we are going to get deep into the Mando because of this. But the, the, I think that episode five. Um, was potentially alluding to Boba Fett, if not Cad Bane, um, a, a beloved Clone Wars character. And what could be interesting is 
if that Boba Fett that appeared in episode five is actually not Boba Fett, like it's that person in the Boba Fett armor, mm. and then who we come across is maybe there is a story, a storyline, a once-off episode where for whatever reason Din Djarin is back on Tatooine, he comes across Boba Fett, and this per- this particular person who is in the Boba Fett armor is who he's after, and then for whatever reason, Din has to help him through whatever circumstances mm. to get that armor back or something like that. I mean, there's a lot of weird things going on around Boba Fett right now. First of all, I don't know if I love that he is a clone. Um, it's cool and all. I mean, I would have preferred him to be the actual son of Django, but I do love Tamura Morrison, so it would be good to see him come back. Um, But, yeah, I think I have mixed feelings about it because, you know, so many years ago, back when I was a kid, Boba Fett died in the Sarlacc pit. That was it. Like, he just – he went into the – and now now they're saying that he was drunk. Now they're saying that, you know, maybe he didn't die in the Sarlacc pit and – you know, there's a, there's a lot of fanboys out there that really don't want, for whatever reason, Boba Fett to die. Um, but we're perfectly well, look, okay it, with Captain Phasma's death. Like, it's it's a very interesting... Yeah. But yeah. I think the thing as well is... Uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to cop hate for this, but if they can bring back Palpatine, I'm sure they can bring back anyone. Yeah. And per- yeah, personally, yeah. like, uh, we, we spoke about this a bit before uh, the podcast, and I'm just an overall Star Wars fan. Absolutely love the new trilogy, love the prequels, love the sequels, all that. Um, so, yeah, I, I, anything's possible in the Star Wars universe. I mean, like I said, if they can bring back Palpatine, I'm sure they'd be able to bring back um, uh, Boba Fett. Yeah. Somehow. And I, I don't know if it was in like comics or where I saw this, but you know, I think you said before that uh, there was a theory as well that did crawl out of the pit and he did survive and that. So, yeah. 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 I think that was previously the, what what's now known as legends, which was the EU pre the Disney merger. Yeah. Um, and what a lot of people don't realize, and this is a this is a constant fight I have online with people um, over stuff like this, is that uh, there's a lot of misunderstanding around canon these days, mm. and um, there's a lot. It's very specific. It's very simple. Um, anything from from day one, George always said that canon was, um, and I, I I think this is a good place to clear it up because some people who follow me will probably be listening to this as well, mm. and. From day one, George always said, from from the day he made Star Wars, probably from the day he made Empire, everything, you know what? I know exactly when the date was. It was the day they made the Christmas special. Oh, everything, that lovely Christmas special. Yes, that wonderful um, pornographic Christmas special. <laughs> um, so everything that, that was canon, was considered canon in the pre-Disney years, was only... The telev- anything that was made for television or movies. Mm. And at that time, it was only movies. It was after the prequel that the Clone Wars was made, and he only did television because he wanted the Clone Wars to be canon. Anything else, and a lot of people get really, quote-unquote, triggered about this. Um, I've had some pretty heated conversations with complete strangers online about this as well. <laughs> we call it fan fiction, and that's probably the wrong word to use. The EU mm. is technically fan fiction because a lot of it is fans of Star Wars writing these novels and comic books. All the yeah. all of the, you know, the novelizations about the solos and and the, and the Skywalkers and all this that was made is mm. technically fan fiction. So yeah. by the definition of fan fiction it's fan fiction, but it is official Lucas film stuff as well. The, yeah. Where people get butt up against it is that when Disney bought um, bought Star Wars and bought mm. Lucasfilm, they declared everything that was extended universe null and void. They declared it no longer canon because the extended universe that already existed conflicted with the sequel trilogy that they were trying to make. Yeah. There was in that extended universe, there was solo children, there was Skywalker children, there was Mara Jade, there was all these characters that existed, 
but it conflicted with the story that they were trying to tell with the sequels. So, as a point, they just made everything. Anything that was EU, just there was no there was no playing favourites. They just got yep. rid of it all. Therefore, everything that was made comic or novel after the merger became canon. And this is where people get very confused. And I, I mean, Rui and I have had a lot of conversations about this because we disagree on a lot of things when it comes to Star Wars. But one thing we do agree with is there is so much Star Wars out there that any of it can be your headcanon. Any of yeah. it, like, you can enjoy the EU. I enjoyed the EU for years. I just let go of it because some of it was really ridiculous to me. Yeah. Excuse my language. I'm going to have to beep that out now. Um, any, a lot of it was ridiculous to me. But at the same time, um, I was happy for new stories anyway. And I enjoy the sequel. Like you, I enjoy the sequel trilogy. Yeah. So when you argue with someone about canon, you need to get your canon straight. And like you were saying, anything that's happened to Boba Fett at this point, I don't know. I mean, I'm no major. I, d I don't know the eu at this but the disney eu at this point very well i just know most things connected to the films i don't yeah. know what they've done with boba fett yet i don't know what they've done with a lot of those legacy characters at this point as far as canon goes but yeah i do remember i remember reading a story similar as well where he got himself out of that sarlacc pit yeah and and, and continued on with his life mm. um but i think i mean i just there's there's a lot of this there's a lot of nostalgia around characters like that. And like I said, if there is a good story to be told with Boba Fett coming back, I'm very happy to see it. But there is also stories to be told with the clones, um, i.e. there is a clone who actually survived the Clone Wars all the way to the time of Force Awakens okay. named Kix. Mm. So Kix actually got frozen I believe it was in Carbonite, but I could be wrong. He got frozen um, and survived from... He got frozen pre or just before Order 66. Mm. And he woke up 50 years later. 50 years? Yeah. 50... It would be 50 years. It was 20 years in the OT and then 30 years in to the se from the OT to the sequel. So, yeah, 50 years mm. later, the pirate... The, do you remember in The Force Awakens, there was a there was a red pirate? He had, like, this big red helmet with these funny kind of eyes and there was there was a group of pirates in mars canada's castle you might me let yeah. me have a look let me look i'll share my screen and i'll i'll, I'll look them up for you um so if it's the one i'm thinking about uh was he in clone wars share screen was he in clone wars uh kicks was in the Clone Wars television show, yes. Um, let me have a look. So there was a, there was a b bunch of pirates. So the point being, um, he, he was found in um, in this particular carbonite or whatever whatever he was frozen in mm. by these pirates who thought he was some sort of amazing long lost treasure, and instead okay. they found a clone. Um, and that that point, clones are legend. Like people know that Django Fett was the was the standard for clones. Um, yeah. Uh, hold on, I've got to think what I've got to type in. Star Wars. Just try Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> um, that would probably. Yeah. yeah so uh, this guy here. Do you recall? Oh, this that guy. guy. Yeah, he, yeah. Wait, so what's here, in... There's Hicks there. He's in. He's in the, the background okay, of yeah. Marvel. So he and he ends oh, okay, up. Okay, yep, yep, yep. Oh, there, if, if you go uh, two rows down, there's a full screenshot of um, everything. Uh, of all the char all the characters to the left, up a bit. That one there. What's that? That's the. I don't know what that is. Is that resistance? Yeah, I'm one row and to the left. One row. Oh, there. Yep. Yeah, there we go. That's right. Yep. But yeah, okay. That yep. finally got there. So, but yes, I do. I do remember him. Yeah he's he's the captain of whatever ship and then you know certain characters within this here are the um are the pirates but yeah so kicks ends up becoming one of those guys so you if you're doing if you're doing the mandalorian now the mm. timeline might not add up i don't know specifically 
I know Kix gets found by here he is there. I know he gets found by them, but I'm not sure whether it's during Force Awakens, after it, mm. or before it. Because he doesn't appear, it would have been, you know, that that's just a, yet another opportunity missed. If Dave Filoni was running, running, you know, the the, the sequel trilogy, he would have a hundred percent put Tamura Morrison in that moment. But um, the point being, I think that's a good place to to maybe start with Tamura, like do the last clone bring him bring him in as a clone for one of the first like the only other time he was a clone was when he was cody in in revenge of the sith so i think that would be you know do you do you have any kind of thoughts on any of any of this that i'm kind of saying um not really i i i guess like i i i do agree with you that um you know how how they're gonna bring him in has to sort of tie in with what we've already got, and I guess what could be classed as it, uh, the EU and all that. I'm because I I haven't really done too like that uh, because I haven't seen Clone Wars. Mm. Um. It's a bit hard for me to sort of be like, oh well, okay. If they're going to bring him back, they they shouldn't make him this character or that clone or that. So I guess under, I, I'm undecided as to how I want them to sort of bring him into the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I'm just kind of long for the ride, really. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean. At the end of the day, um, Favreau's a big fan, and they mm. have Dave. They have Dave Filoni, who yep. is the showrunner of Clone Wars, the showrunner of Rebels, the showrunner mm. of The Mandalorian. He's one of the last remnants of the George Lucas. He's George Lucas's apprentice. He right. is, you know, he he's he was handpicked by George to run the Clone Wars. And he, because of his knowledge, and the only other person who rivals his knowledge and timeline knowledge and is able to say, you know, um, has the knowledge is Sam Witwer, who is, who is you know, Darth Maul. Darth Maul. In the Clone yeah. Wars and previously Starkiller, which unfortunately one of the best mm. characters that's ever come out of the EU who is now null and void. But it would be nice to mm. bring, I, I, would, I would, personally, I would like to see Starkiller come back into the, into the canon. Um, that would be really cool. Mm. Like they've just brought Revan as back a, to the canon. And... That's another video game or in the movie or, well, it wouldn't be in the movie, would it? In some form. I think if they do, I mean, you, you haven't watched Rebels, but they've only done four seasons of Rebels and, and there's talk mm. of them giving us, you know, potentially, because it's a Dis- Rebels is a Disney property. Um, Rebels mm. is, it was part of the Disney merger. Um, and I think they can definitely give us... Um, if they're going to give us a, f- a finale season to Rebels, just like they've done with the Clone Wars, I think mm. that's the place you put Starkiller. Um, you just okay. need to have a good enough reason. Like, I don't even need him to be in more than one episode. Like, I, mm. I, I don't even need him to come. I, I think, you know, we're, we're doing all the Inquisitor stuff right now with with that time period. Like, a lot of what happened... I mean, you've have you played Fallen Order? Did you say you, you yeah. played Fallen Order? Yeah. So Fallen Order and Rebels is the same time period and a lot of what's going on there with the comics and stuff in the canon right now is that mm. what happened to Jedis after the Order 66 is they one one of three things happened to them. They became dead. They yeah. they became outlaws, like mm. someone like Kanan or um, you know, Rom Coder or something like that, or they became inquisitors. Yep. And that's the three things. And I think there is a perfect opportunity within Rebels to bring Starkiller into one episode where mm. his story from Force Unleashed arguably just runs into the Rebels story for an episode or an yeah. arc, and that's mm. it. Like, maybe he comes across and he, he helps them, I don't know, for whatever reason. He's an he's obviously an anti-hero, so for whatever reason, he has to help them. He's forced to help them somehow, and they come yeah. across each other, or you know, they come across Ro- maybe Kanan has some connection to Rom Coder or something. I'd love to see those two characters become back, come back into the canon. Mm. But if they don't, you know, I'm I'm okay with that. That I enjoyed them when they were canon, and you know, now they're not. And yeah, the point being that there's 
you know, there's a lot of Star Wars to enjoy, and you can you can argue canon till the day till you know till it goes home, but things are canon and they're not. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. you can, but it doesn't make the EU that you used to enjoy any less. Like, yeah, and yeah. it doesn't make any of those characters any less. Um, my brain's gone onto a tangent that I'm trying to find the track back to where I started. Um, what were we talking? We were talking about kicks. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. I'll make come back as Boba Fett now. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, if Boba Fett comes back into The Mandalorian, it better be a damn good reason why. And I think having Dave Filoni there um, mm. is going to help us have a damn good reason why Boba Fett's there. Because Oh, yeah. Like, if, if, if you look at the whole so season one of The Mandalorian, like, mm. I think a lot of people at first are a bit like, uh, what's how's this going to go? Like, what direction is this going? going and the whole first season was just phenomenal how they brought in the little characters here and there and you know how they sort of tied the whole season into the star wars universe and that so i think whoever's running the show for season two and luckily i've got this in front of me apparently there's a season three could be wrong yeah they've just um this week as well yeah just confirmed it all right so whoever's running the show they've got big boots to fill yeah and and if if it's the same same, i believe uh, it's the same gang yeah it's the same. It's, if it it's, is, yeah. If it's the same gang, it, uh, they're going to do another phenomenal job. Uh, I think they're going to be able to figure out how to bring him in. Like, what's he doing there? What his goal is? How that ties in with the characters we already know? Mm. Um, yeah, I, 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 I just think that they're, they're going to hit the nail on the head with season two. Yeah, and and the great thing about that that gang is, I mean, I don't know if you've watched the 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 gallery show, um, the behind the scenes of the Mandalorian. Yeah, do yourself a favor mm. and do it is phenomenal. The first two episodes, Dave Filoni. So this will give you uh, if you haven't watched Clone Wars yet, I'm sure you'll start to respect Dave Filoni. But if you watch the second episode, there is a moment where he explains how the through line from Qui Gon Jinn to, um from Phantom Menace all the way to Return of the Jedi and how uh, I won't do it figures. How, yeah, how Qui-Gon I've, is a father figure all the way I've, through. I've to, got the post in front of me, but it's a bit of a long spiel. But basically, uh, long story short is Qui-Gon wasn't acting as Anakin's master or like Jedi master. He was acting as the father figure that Anakin mm. didn't have. And then when he died, it's, the mantle got passed on to Obi Wan. Initially, oh, Obi Wan, yeah. yeah, like initially Obi Wan trained him just because he had to, and then that sort of led into all right. They they became brothers by the end of um, Revenge of the Sith and that, but there still wasn't there that like father figure mm. in his life, and that sort of carried on throughout. Mm. It, it, exactly exactly yeah 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 and palpatine became his manipulative father figure and then mm. when you get all the way to return of the jedi he sees that this is my moment like it is so important say what you will about return of the jedi but it is so important that luke understands that redeeming his father is the most important thing to do in this moment not mm. not killing him not killing him in the emperor is how he disseminates himself from the decision that his father makes although luke had a father figure he figures out who his father is he knows his father is better than this his you know his mother said it there's good in him obi-wan like there's good in him mm. i can see it and leia and and luke can see it as well and luke carries that out instead of killing him like yoda and obi-wan ask him to or want him to mm. He goes out there, and in doing that, in making that sacrifice when he is getting pretty much killed by Palpatine, mm. that's when Darth Vader finally makes – Anakin makes that decision and goes, I'm going to be the father figure for my son, my yep. son, that I my never had. Baby boy. Never, 
Exactly. Yeah, my baby boy. My that baby I boy. never had. And and that mm. that just shows you that Dave Filoni has an understanding of these movies that yep. no one else does. And he's on that show, man. He I think he directed the first episode, potentially, but he's on that show not directing that show. He's on that show as like the historian. He's like the he, yeah. he's He's the correspondent. Like, you know, you do law and order, you have a legal correspondent. He is the Star Wars correspondent on that show. And he should have been, you know, I think he would have made, although I do enjoy the sequels, I think definitely having Dave Filoni on anything from here on out, Star Mm. Wars is very important because he is that connection to Lucas. And he is that, you know, he's there going, you know, Favreau or whoever it is that's uh, Taika, whoever's doing the episode going, oh, I'd love to do this, that and the other. And Dave is the one going, well, no, because at that point, this point in time, that person would be doing this and this person would be doing that. And that, but like, I'd love to have Yoda on. Well, technically Yoda's actually dead at this point. So it would have to be a force ghost. So no one in this has got for, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm. And he's keep, that is why the Mandalorian is so beloved by any type of fan because of Filoni, because Filoni is on point giving fan surfers, but still, what Filoni is great at is he knows what is and isn't Star Wars and he knows what is and isn't good story. And he does not sacrifice story for fanfare and fan, you know, whatever they call it, um, fan service. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think they, if we do get Boba Fett, we're going to get something that is worthwhile because he really treated young Boba Fett very well in the Clone Wars. I don't know if you're up to that yet, but there is a couple of arcs mm. that Boba Fett is in, and it I'm is on uh, episode uh, two, season one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that that's a yeah, I really haven't watched it, but like just jumping back quickly, uh, yeah. mainly because I had it on my phone. And do you think Dave is going to be a part of the Kenobi series? I think for sure. Yeah. Mm. Um, I have mixed feelings about the Kenobi series because it, it, it seems like pure fan fanboy. Like I feel a lot like the people who, who want a Kenobi series kind of miss the point of what, what Obi-Wan was doing during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it could be cool if it was like, um, it could be what I would like to see personally, but I, I'm not expecting it because I know with Star Wars, when you when you expect something, you're, you're going to be disappointed. Um, yeah. Something like uh, the old story, uh, what is it? Is it Ronan and Cub? Cub and uh, fuck, it's it's the old. Um, it's an old samurai story, basically, where it's a guy he finds a baby and he. Mm-hmm. I think it's wolf and cub. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. And he finds a baby and he's traveling along Japan, you know, taking, taking on all of the enemies, something like that with, yeah. I would like to see how him, I would actually prefer to see him going from Bail Organa's ship or Mustafar with Luke to the Lars homestead. I don't I really would love that like, too. Yeah. And there's, there's just a sort of, tied together even more is like i haven't read that wolf and cub story or seen it but i'm assuming at the end of it there is a big bad guy what i would yeah, love purely because there it, it, it's in the like graphic novels going back to the whole extended universe and that it is in the graphic novels from memory but what i would love to see is as soon as obi-wan drops off luke there's this, uh, there's these panels where you know Obi Wan looks off in the distance and he sees this figure running towards him, and he's just like, "What the hell's going on?" It's getting closer. It's picking up speed, and then you find out it's actually Darth Maul with like the mm. big chicken leg, like big robot legs running towards him, and then those two have another big lightsaber duel in the middle of the desert. That I would love to see a Kenobi series, but I would love to see that like in the Kenobi series, like at the end of it or like halfway through type of thing. Yeah. The, the tricky thing about that is in Canon right now, they've, they have done that in rebels. 
they've completed yeah. Darth Maul's arc and they would just be repeating themselves. Look, repeat yourself. <laughs> like yeah. I want to, I want to see Ray Parks. I, I, I do. Oh, I would know that, that that's it. Like, I would love Ray to come back because obviously you had episode one Phantom Menace, you had that big jewel there, and you know Ray was young, and then you've got Solo. If you haven't seen Solo, yeah, stop this, well, go watch it. Yeah. Um, why are you listening? But to basically, this? Yeah. yeah, why are you listening? Uh, basically, at the end of Solo, when uh, there's a hologram and Ray Park is back as Darth Maul. I think they would. I think they would definitely be able to fit in one last hoorah, hoorah with uh, oh, one more, not one last, but one more hoorah with a, a younger Obi Wan, as in yeah. like just after Episode Three, because it's one that was in Clone Wars. I've seen some spoilers, so couldn't escape it. But basically, <laughs> um, you had old man Obi Wan. Mm. and Darth Maul uh, in the desert, and then obviously Obi-Wan ends, uh, fi- finishes off, um, uh, what's his name, Darth Maul and Darth all that. Maul, yeah, yeah I, I, I definitely think they'd be able to weave in there somehow. The, okay, I've just dropped off, uh, I've just dropped off Luke, and obviously... Um, Darth Maul like wants to seek revenge, and he knows of the mm. kid, all that type. So I, I think it's possible. Yeah, I think I, I, I mean, why not? Why not? Why not repeat yourself? Especially because mm. I would love to see it. Would be it would be really cool. And we've seen all like through the Clone Wars, there's a lot of Darth Maul stuff and Kenobi stuff. Through Rebels, there's Darth Maul stuff. There's Kenobi stuff. But what would be really cool? What what I really think is poetic about that idea is that although we have seen it in Rebels, we've seen the finale mm. of that of that story, what I think is poetic is we see Ray and Ewan take on each other in Phantom Menace, the Ooh, start, yeah. and then in the Kenobi series, we see Ray and Ewan take on each other and finish. And that's it. You don't yep. I don't need I personally don't need any of that Clone Wars stuff being turned into live action because yep. it's the story's been it's, it's, it's already been said, yeah. yeah. So, you know, obviously when they made Rebels, they didn't know they were going to do a Kenobi show. And I think Filoni mm. probably would have held back if they knew that that was going to be the case. Yeah. But by all means, who cares about the fanboys? Like, I, I'm, I'm really holding back swear words here. But who cares about the fanboys that are going to get mad about this? I think there's going to be a lot more people who are going to like to see – to just to see Ewan and Ray again in one yeah. final duel. I don't care how long it is. It can be as short and as beautiful and as – um, poetic as it is in Rebels, like it's mm. it's got more. That fight has got more. That that there's like three moves in that fight before Darth Maul gets taken down, but it has more visual and symbol gravity to it than mm. any other duel in the Star Wars universe history has oh, yeah. ever had. It is mm. the way that Sam Witwer breaks down that fight and the way it has been explained. It is the Argue, like arguably the best duel that has ever happened in anything Star Wars mm. ever because I've, of the gravity that it holds. Yeah, I've, I've got a bunch of points, Jeff, because little key words you said, it just unlocked memories in my head. Okay. Now, Sam, Sam, uh, Sam Whitworth, that's, that's him. Um, when yeah, you were him. talking about how, how he broke down the fight, are we talking about when... He was talking about Obi Wan Kenobi and his stances. How he yes. went from that, yeah, the Qui Gon Jinn stance to yeah. Clone Wars Obi Wan to no, I'm Ben Kenobi and yeah. I've done this fight before. Yeah, yeah, that 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 was amazing because you can see the passion coming from the guy when he talks about it. The second yeah. thing is, um, oh, what was it? Uh, okay. Uh, it, it's still on the topic of Star Wars, but have you heard of a movie called Fanboys? Yes, I love that movie. Yep. It is incredible, and yeah. for anyone, very hard to find too. Yeah, for any for anyone listening, I w- I highly recommend watching Fanboys. It, it, it's what is it? It's based in ninety nine, ninety eight, something. Yeah. It, it's before just, the just Phantom Menace comes Menace. out. Yeah. yeah, and it's yeah, it's about a bunch of guys wanting to 
see the film before anyone else. I'm not going to say any more because there are major plot reveals if I do that. It's, um, it's, a, it's, the, it's the Galaxy Quest for Star Wars fans. It's, exactly. it's the Galaxy Quest version for Star Wars fans, yeah. Yeah, it, it's incredible. And the final point I want to make, and if you haven't seen the end of Clone Wars... Uh, spoiler alert, I know I haven't, but uh, unfortunately, I can't escape. You know what happens. Uh, yeah. I know what happens. I can't escape uh, any spoilers and that purely because of the culture I'm in and all the all my friends posting stuff. But the, it, it, okay, well, it's also, less spoiler. Yep. Also, if you've seen Revenge of the Sith, <laughs> it's yeah, kind of a okay, spoiler for yeah. the end of Clone Wars. Like, Revenge of the Sith well, been out since 2005, so... We all kind of knew that's where it was headed towards. But there is, yeah, well, you definitely can spoil I, I, it as well. I, 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 well, yeah. I will say I don't know the ending. So I actually don't know the ending of Clone Wars. What I do know, it's a little tidbit, is if you've seen the trailer for the Clone Wars series, you know that Darth Maul's back in that. But uh, there's a fight sequence in uh, in one of the final episodes of the season where Ray Park actually came back and he did yep. motion, motion capture for yeah. Darth Maul versus... Um, what's uh, name? Ahsoka. Ahsoka, Ahsoka, that's it. Um, I, I forget who the, did the motion capture for Ahsoka, um, but she, yeah, she's, she's phenomenal. But yeah, just the fact... And seeing the live-action footage of Ray Park with the dual saber just going absolutely ape shit is just in it's incredible yeah she did uh, the the girl who did ahsoka i believe did the motion capture for you know those knights of the old republic um sequences where they're just jacking people up yep. like there's one where there's a girl with a yellow lightsaber i can't tell you which uh what her Lauren name is that's go. her name, Lauren Mary Kim, uh, because uh, yeah, a mate of mine she posted the video. But it, it, okay, I'm I'm getting distracted because I'm, yeah. I'm watching it again. I think she it, did it, something it, for Fallen Order as well. Um, she did some of the mo mocap for some of the characters. One of the sisters Order. or something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so she she's she's got some history there, and there's a reason. She's also a master of jewel um, jewel reverse wielding as well so that's like her speciality mm. so that's why they hired her for ahsoka because obviously that's ahsoka's um that's ahsoka's thing but yeah i mean it's it's one of these things where i do really i really like really love that ray keeps coming back and doing the doing the darth maul although mm. It is disappoint. As much as I love that Sam Witwer is Darth Maul, there is that disappointment of the guy who played the original Darth Maul character and so on. But you know, Sam got the job on a kids' show at that time. You know mm. what I mean? Like Sam was working for well, Star yeah, Trek, and, and Dave almost didn't hire him until um, he made a he he, he was doing some 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 voice acting for Darth Maul at the time, and he. He kind of, I think, I remember there's a story where Dave says something about, you know, let's let's do Darth Maul this way, that way, or the other. And Sam did a performance of Maul and it came out so visceral and so strong. And Filoni kind of said, why did you do that? And he goes, well, Darth Maul is, you know, he's, 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 he's angry. Like he's, he was, he was the apprentice to the guy who becomes the emperor. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like he was the first apprentice and now yeah. he's, he's awoken from all of this and he's seen that Dooku is the apprentice and then eventually Darth Vader becomes the apprentice. And yeah. he's like, he knows that he was going to help rule the galaxy and, and mm. that's what he was bred for. He was, he was tortured by the emperor. He was given to the emperor as, and spoilers. And I, uh, I want to say this is canon, but I'm not sure because it's a dark horse comic. Mm. But in the Son of Dathomir, they reveal that Mother Towson is Darth Maul's actual mother. Mm. So the the canonic exp explanation is Darth Maul was given to Palpatine mm. as a sign of peace by Mother Towson. Yeah. Um, in the Son of Dathomir, they explain that Mother Towson is his actual mother. 
However, I don't know if that is canonical anymore. <laughs> so I can't speak to that, which is frustrating because mm. I'm big on canon. Um, another, but yeah. another side note, just quickly, uh, just because you brought up uh, uh, Mother and like, you know, Sam Whitker, uh, Whitwer? Whitker? Yeah, Whitwer. Uh, I forget. Oh. Him is more than that. It still blows my mind that the guy that voices Savage. It's the yes. same guy that Around. voices Mr. Krabs. Yeah, it's the same guy that voices Mr. Krabs. Mr. Krabs. Yeah, and, and it doesn't matter. Like he was in Mandalorian. Yep. Yeah, he was. So the, uh, it's just funny. It doesn't Navarone. matter what I see him. In. Yeah, doesn't matter what I see him in. What voices he does. I'm like, I will always be like, it's the, the same guy that does Mr. Krabs. But <laughs> it, this is a Star Wars podcast, not SpongeBob. Yeah. But um, <laughs> no, yeah, no, no yeah. I. That's super cool. And it, what's really cool about the Star Wars universe, especially those animated universes, is it's a family. Like, mm. Sam does Starkiller and then returns as 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 Darth Maul. Oh, well, actually returns as Palpatine and then returns yeah. as Darth Maul. What's yeah. interesting about that Clone Wars, and I know you haven't watched it, but now you'll notice it. Believe it or not, um, who, was the, who was in Rock... What's the guy in Rocky Horror Show's name? Tim what? Tim Curry. Uh, Tim Tim Curry. Tim Curry, throughout the Clone Wars, appears as Palpatine, and then it's Sam, and then it's Tim, and then it's Sam. It bounces back and forth, obviously because of Tim's schedule. Now, mm. Tim Curry has been known, not unlike Mark Hamill, in his later years to do a lot of animation. He does a lot of voice, yes. voice acting. So that's not uncom oh. uncommon to see Tim Curry in something like that. But it bounces back and forth, and it's quite interesting that Sam becoming that then becomes more, then becomes... You know, one of the, and then someone like Freddie Prince Jr. is now really deep in the Star Wars fandom and and community because of because he played Kanan, and there's mm -hmm. that really interesting community. You know, D. Bradley Baker, who played all the clones, particularly Rex, yeah. is he's is, in uh, Overwatch that, as well, the video game Overwatch. Is he really? I didn't he know that. Play, yeah, he plays a uh, Hammond, the the hamster. So. Uh, yeah, so, so, um, yeah, there's, oh, I forget the other guy's name. So he does all the, uh, D, um, I, I got a horrible memory. What's Baker. his name again? D, D Bradley, Bradley Baker. He do, he does all the hamster noises and that, and then you got another guy that does all the robot voices and that. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, I, I've got this weird mind where you just say a voice actor and I'm just like, oh, he also does, he also does this and this. Yeah. Really? Is James Arnold Taylor in the uh, in the Overwatch series? I'm not a bit. I mean, I played it, but I'm not deep in James deeply stooped in the Arnold. in the game or the lore or anything. Um, James uh, Arnold Taylor. No, no, he's not. No, uh, okay. he's not. Right, right. Yeah, it's look. It's really, it's really interesting um, idea, and it, it's just. One of those things that I think we have this opportunity to make so much stuff and everyone wants this and that and they want the Knights of the Old Republic and they want, you know, but Disney wants to try new things like the High Republic. And, you know, we've just had a release recently where they're doing a a female-based uh, series, which could be, you know, we've got the Cassian Andor series, so it's probably not a Jyn Erso story. It's probably not a Ray story because we've had Ray's story so far. Um, and I think the next think time we see, I think it's a spin-off, uh, going back to the photo that I had before with basically everything that is confirmed. I think it's based off of, um, who's the girl that teams up with the Mandalorian? Oh, I'm Cara Dune. Really? So I think, I think they've got a spin-off series of that going on. That's interesting. Yeah, because there was, you know, the fanboys are like, oh, it'll be an Ahsoka TV show. I'm sorry, but The Clone Wars is an Ahsoka TV show. Yeah. A lot of people miss this. Like, there's a lot of people that are like, I want to see a Darth Vader movie. We got six of them. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, we're, we've already we've got, got six, six of them, and I'm pr yeah. and I'm pretty sure he pops up again as well in the later ones. In, in well, Rogue One. Anyway, yeah. he's, he's in pretty much all of them. Um, and... You know, there's a lot of trying to beat the dead. I think the next time we see Ray will be in a series, not unlike the next time we saw Luke, where she's training the next generation of some form. 
Um, yeah, and, and I, I think as well, going back to the Darth Vader series, I think what a lot of people, when they say we want a Darth Vader series, we want something around that ends around Rogue One, but it's sort of between Revenge of the Sith and Rogue One, where he is in his prime. Yeah. It's like the scene in uh, Rogue One where he literally turns off his life support just to be the dramatic little <laughs> that he is. And then when they're all standing there and the alarms are all going off and then he ignites his saber and just, oh, no, I can't swear, he messes everyone up <laughs> yeah. and stops out, but you still got to beat that. Uh, he just goes to town on them and he's like yeah. throwing people up on the roof and cutting them in half and all that. Like, I think they want to see a prime... Prime Darth Vader, not not original trilogy when he's old, or like. Yeah, and I, I mean, all, I get that. All that but type of stuff. I get that, but what I think a lot of people are missing is we've had, we've had forty years of extended universe Darth Vader. There's <laughs> comics, there's comics that exist where, um, that are canonical where Darth Vader tells, and they're really, really some of the best Star Wars comics ever written, in my yeah. opinion where there's one that runs directly after Revenge of the Sith, and it's mm. basically about Vader becoming Vader. Like, it's yep. him shredded. No one knows that Anakin Skywalker is underneath that mask. Him, he is hunting Jedi. Um, almost no one in the Empire knows who Darth Vader is at this point, so he's creating a, like, um, a name for himself. A lot of people are laughing at this idiot in the black mask, and then he also, in this period creates it's basically the fallen order period and he's mm. creating inquisitors so the story they've told in this in this 2025 comic book series is a long parallel to fallen order and mm. and you know vader appeared in 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 the force unleashed vader appeared in, we, we've had a lot like there's rebels there is rogue one there is yep. these comics there is fallen order it's there is a lot in between revenge of the sith and yeah. a new hope and not unlike myself, I think a lot of people are sick of it. <laughs> like, a lot of people are a bit tired. I of mean, it. and I understand why yeah, people I, want I, that Darth Vader, but the Darth Vader costume itself in live action is very restricting. It is very restricting, and it's very difficult to get what you get in Rebels or Fallen Order or something like that out of a Darth Vader actor, because a lot of it's going to be CG anyway. A lot of it's yes, going to be yes and no. There is a video on YouTube where someone has redone it. It's all like deep fake faces. Yes, yeah. exactly. It, it, yeah, yeah. They've redone the Obi Wan vs Vader uh, fight, That's and true. that thing is yeah. an is incredible. And really, if you're gonna do a fight like that, and even this is why I love Star Wars is the use of practical effects and the fact that. You know, if it's a lightsaber duel, it's a straight-up lightsaber duel. The only real yeah. CGI that I can see is them igniting their blades and all that type of stuff. Yes. Yeah. I think it is possible. Like, look, I, I am an overall Star Wars fan. I will get excited about anything Star Whatever, Wars, yeah. basically. Yeah, so, uh, look, it, it, if they did do a uh, Darth Vader sort of prime Darth Vader movie, then... That's cool. If they don't do it, it, I'm yeah. not, I'm, I'm not going to be disappointed about it. But going back to what you were saying, I don't know if it is in this comics or not. I just wanted to throw this out there. I think my favorite Darth Vader moment that I've uh, read or heard about was basically where he used the Force on a second suit and walked into um, there was a bunch of like uh. I don't know if it's clone troopers or what, what was going on, but basically he used the force. He sent a suit in. They all shot at him. They all ran out of bullets and he's mm. still standing there and they're like, what's going on? So they're all, you know, trying to reload all that type of stuff. And then the actual Darth Vader walks in, drops the suit and then just kills everyone with his saber. And I think, yeah, it, that sort of ties in with the prime Darth Vader where he is not holding back. He is just on a murderous rampage basically. And yeah. just going from there. But yeah, I mean, look, personally, uh, if, if we're talking more about like the Obi-Wan series, yeah, I'm going to, I'm most likely going to be a bit, um, 
disappointed if uh, they don't do a lot of things that I would like. But that's just a me issue. That's yeah, yeah. I want to see this and they don't do it. And I think that sort of that sort of goes across everyone. Everyone's got an idea of what they want to see in the Star Wars universe or yeah. any universe really. And sure. then obviously if they don't fall, if they don't get that fulfilled by whoever's running the show over at Lucasfilms and that, um, and then they're going to be disappointed. And then you're going to have fam fanboys you know voicing their opinion online and that's where a lot of arguments come from is i want to yeah. see this i want to yeah. see that that doesn't happen this did happen all that and i and i think that happened a great deal when the force awakens um uh when that came out because everyone's like oh new star wars movie this is going to be awesome <laughs> or even like the last jedi I, yeah. I'm in, I'm in love with the new trilogy. Don't at me, all right? Um, yeah. I'm in love with the new trilogy. Uh, well, I just that makes you not a Star watching... Wars fan, according to some people. According to the uh, gatekeepers, yeah. you're not a Star Wars uh, fan okay. if you like the sequels. So you know what? Right, shut, just... shut the podcast down. Yeah, let's, this, this game's right, over. Yeah, you know. It may, I but mean, that, even but... though it's it's labeled, it, it is Star Wars. It's got Star Wars. Uh, anyway. Whatever we can get into that on another episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, you can't please everyone, and yep. Yep. especially Star yeah, Wars fans. Yeah. <laughs> especially Star Wars fans. Yeah. Yes. And like you said, with the expectations, I think that played a big. Uh, what a lot of people don't realize is that played a ginormous part in the disappointment of the Last Jedi, in particular. Yeah. The Last Jedi had everyone thinking that we were going to get this EU version of Luke Skywalker where he's ripping, like, in the EU, yeah. and personally, I always bring this up because I think it is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard in my life. In the EU, Luke Skywalker used the Force to pull a Star Destroyer into yeah. a black hole. What? The boy is OP in the extended let, universe. Let like, he is Darth over, Vader did the yeah. same. He would pull Star Destroyers and TIE Fighters out of the sky. And like, it's just like... Look, that, it's not, that's not really as crazy as thinking <laughs> playing uh, the Force Unleashed. When Star, when Star, Star Killer brings the Star... Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, look... It, it, it's not a big surprise, but when you know the characters from day one, well, not from day one, but like when you know the characters like Luke Skywalker and them, you would not think that he would be pulling Star Destroyers into black holes and all that. That's something you would think Palpatine would do or some yeah. like some higher up Sith or some, someone like that. But yeah, yeah. Not, not Luke Skywalker. But even then, it's like, uh, I'll quote Han Solo, that's not how the Force works. <laughs> like, it's, I, I, I love it how he says that as if, yeah, like, obviously, uh, throughout the movies, he's uh, seen in person and witnessed things, and he's sort of got a better understanding of that. But I just love it in that moment is, over the original trilogy and everything, amongst the group of people that are there, he's the one that actually knows how the, how the Force actually works and that. And, and, yeah, exactly. And it's just, it's like, I mean, I I am I have been guilty of saying that's not how the Force works and then being like, well, you know, flying Leia is okay with me because it is, at the end of the day, a story about space wizards. So. Mm. Yeah, you bless can me, space extend... wizard. That's what you say on May the fourth. <laughs> yeah. uh, bl and... Bless me with your midichlorian space wizards. Exactly. I mean, I personally, I'm not a big fan of the midichlorians, but it's part of the canon. So, and and I'm glad that the sequel trilogy didn't really give that too much value. And I'm glad that you know, it's based off something. It's based off the Buddhist religion that you know there is nirvana. Is this all? All seeing, all feeling thing that we are a part of. We're part of the universe, and the universe is just the force. That's what it is. That's where Lucas got it from. Yeah. Um, and you know the midi chlorians thing is just it's 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 a result of a time where science was taking over the explanation and every you know the Matrix and all this stuff was made in yeah. cinema, and he just wanted a scientific explanation. It didn't land well with fans and. 
so what? Don't worry about it. Like you can remove yeah. it from your head, can it? It doesn't matter. It's it's literally one line in in mm. an entire series of of movies that people got uppity about. But you know, on on the on the explanation of Luke, he projected himself from one side of the galaxy yeah. to the other with the four. If you can't tell me that that is some powerful shiznit, like. Yeah. That's some powerful stuff. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Like I would keep consider that OP. That's over the top. That's that's some yeah. over the top stuff. And people were still, oh well, you know, he should have it. If Luke had that power, why, when he was in the throne room, wasn't he using the force to explode Tie Fighters outside in space? Mm. When his fa- when his friends were being attacked, why was it? You know why? Because the story would have been worse off if he was doing that. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the story is the most important thing. Mm. And 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 if Luke is projecting himself across, Leia is projecting herself to Ben Solo to to stop him from killing Ray, or if mm. Leia is using the Force across space, if it helps the story along, and if it is important mm. to character development then let it be in there and stop complaining about it. Like, like I said, it's a space wizard movie. The yeah. force doesn't exist. It does. It's, you know, mm. it's got, it's, it's all limited. made up. We're arguing over made up things. <laughs> yeah. But one thing, one thing I do want to say, and this is more, once again, this is a personal opinion, but in the rise of Skywalker, where Ray's trying to connect to all the Jedi and, you know, you hear Mace Windu, Qui-Gon Jinn, all these people being like, you know, we're with you type of thing. I would have loved to have seen that, still have that scene, mm. but I would have loved to have seen Force Ghosts. Yeah, a lot of people bring would understand. Bringing everybody back and the, the fact that you could easily like get a deep fake with you McGregor with Alan uh Alan McGuinness Alec all Guinness, that yeah, sure. Alec Guinness well I don't yeah, know yeah sure. heads all over the place I need more coffee <laughs> but having like Mace Windu come back having yeah definitely Qui-Gon Jinn coming back and all it would have been cool to sort of see Ray standing there and the camera sort of pans out and just behind her are yeah. all the force space type of yeah. thing um that's a personal opinion and i'm glad you agree with i, I completely <laughs> agree and i liked that idea i also liked the idea that was in the theory of you know the rise of sky skywalker was that the jedi you know you had the movie that was the last jedi and then the jedi going forward or rather the gray jedi being in the mm. in between which is what ray ends up becoming whether you like it or not yeah um can that that's what happens in the film becoming in, like that's their shit. Hold on a second. Oh no! <laughs> oh no, guys! It's Technical top difficulty. Well, while you do that, uh, there's one th- uh, one thing when you're like Ray becomes a great Jedi. That's how it is. Get used to him. I think that also sort of relates back to at the end of the Rise of Skywalker when she's like, "I'm Ray," and the old that old lady was like, Ray who? And she's just like, Ray Skywalker. Oh, mate. Put it, no, yeah, hear, hear me out. Hear me out. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not against this. I'm actually saying, oh, mate, because you have no idea how many arguments I've had on TikTok about this. With these, okay. with these same fanboys we're talking the about. the gatekeepers, yeah. Yes, the gatekeepers, yeah, 100%. Think about it this way. All right, let, let's bring it to, to modern times. And this is, this is probably not the best comparison that I can make. But let's just say your grandfather is Hitler. Would you be proud to go around <laughs> saying to people that your grandfather is Hitler? I don't think so. But say yeah. some kind old man came along and adopted you into his family and you met his sister and you met their best friend and their eight-foot-tall dog man. Like, all that type of stuff. They taught you how to be a Jedi. Well, not in real life, but they taught you how to be... Yeah, they they taught you how to be a martial artist with great manners, and they were caring and nurturing. I bet you you so much money you would want to be with that old man and his sister than... And take their name off. You would... Yeah, I mean... Would would you rather... Would you rather be a Picasso if he took you on or a Hitler? <laughs> like that's yeah, that's, the real world, that's the real world 
version of that or, or you know i don't know a trotsky i, I don't know i can't i'm not a big history history guy but yeah, i, me, I me. completely agree with you second of all th- there's three points i always make on this and you've made one point that i make yes you're 100 percent right that whole movie is about your li- the whole story of star wars is about lineage it's about family it's about love it's about unconditional love it is that's what luke does with darth vader that's what padme does with anakin that's what Ray, what Leia and Luke then therefore do with Ben and Ray. You finish there. I want to bring up one more point about the Rise of Skywalker. Continue. Yeah, sure. And then we'll 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 finish it out by talking about the Tyker um, story. But at the end of the day, the lineage, the whole story of Star Wars, especially from the OT, is about taking on your lineage and perhaps not living up to it because. Mm. Maybe that because that lineage doesn't have a great history to it. It doesn't have a great past. Luke saves the Skywalkers. He saves his father. His father redeems himself. Not unlike in Rise of Skywalker, when Rey decides, no, I am not a Palpatine. I am better than this. I am a Skywalker. And I see inside Ben the way that Luke saw inside Anakin, I see, she yes. literally says it, I yes. see Ben. Luke literally says it. I know you to be Anakin Skywalker, my father. I do not know you to be Darth Vader. And mm-hmm. Ray literally says the same thing to Luke. No, she says the same thing to Ben. She says, ben. I mm-hmm. wanted to take Ben's hand. Ben's hand. Yeah. Ben, not Kylo Ren, Ben's hand. And people are mis- understanding the hell out of this like they are misunderstanding the absolute point of this story and it Mm. is history repeating itself that is what star wars does that is the point of it and it is about taking your lineage and running with it ben did not want to be a solo it is Mm. it's in it's in the rise of kylo ren comic he did not want to be a solo because it wasn't even his father's name it was a yeah. name given to him by an imperial officer. He yeah. did not want to be named after Obi-Wan Kenobi, of all people, and he did not. like His whole name, Ben Solo, and then being Leia's daughter, he is fraught with lineage in his name, and he hates it. That's why he ends up becoming Kylo Ren. But at the end of that movie, he takes on his lineage, he takes on who he is, and he is redeemed as a person. And you say what you will about him dying. I didn't love it either, but I can see story-wise why he did it because, you know, he was probably... He did commit a lot of genocide. Let's be honest here. <laughs> um, so, yes, what, what, so what was the third point you were going to What were you going to say about that? Oh, okay, so... <laughs> about, about Rise of Skywalker, how... Uh, so, well, you, you, um, so you could agree with me. But how how boss was it when Palpatine's on the throne and he's just like yep. look looks up and all the ships are apart like all the ships are going through space and that and then it, it's similar to the Last Jedi where um, old old love yeah. basically like hyper sped through the bloody ship and it all went silent. And then the base kicked in when the lot were like when he started shooting lightning like that. That for me, that is my favorite scene at, oh, like oh, in, in that movie. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it was. It was so good. Yeah, I forgot about that. I've only honestly, I've actually all the way through it. So I'm trying to rewatch. But yeah, that's um, the, the third point. Of, uh, point being when Ray defeats Palpatine mm. she dies like yeah wholly and solely she's dead oh yeah like, mm. she is dead to the world and then Ben Solo Ben Solo's redeeming act not unlike Darth Vader's redeeming act like in the episode when Luke is almost dead. 
Hey guys, so we actually had some technical difficulties towards the end and the Skype and the internet was stuffing up and so unfortunately we have lost the last uh, five minutes or so of this podcast, but I just wanted to thank Tyson for coming on uh, to Qui-Gon's Happy Hour and being the second guest of Qui-Gon's Happy Hour. I really do appreciate it. It was a wonderful episode. We had a great chat about everything we love about Star Wars and he will definitely be back sooner then later if you want to see anything that tyson works on please make sure to go to his instagram at weirdy beardy creations that's at weirdy beardy creations you can find him right there it will be in the description below as well of the episode um and that's it that's all we have for this week ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time on qui-gon's Happy hour. May the force be with you always.